0: All right, theme song coming up in three, two, one. To the Constitutionals podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there, episode 209. Uh, quite literally, the day you are hearing this, you will have also, excuse, just touched the mic. I'm adjusting everything on the fly here. You'll have also seen or listened to or had the chance to listen to uh, an interview I did with Shelby Wolstein, of the Keeping Records podcast over there on the Headgum Network. Uh, good interview check it out but now we're doing this we're doing a uh I was going to say a live episode of this show but it's not it's not live i wouldn't want it to be uh, if, if you're watching the video you might see me uh, fiddling around with some stuff at this point uh, i got to tell you i was not prepared to do this today but i said wanted to Get it out of the way so i uh, so earlier this week I'll tell you the behind the scenes of, of more more behind the scenes i was going i, I the last week i had an i had an inkling i already had some stories lined up i had like two stories lined up both about patreon um but then i but then I had an inkling last week i knew this week was gonna be conan's last uh she got an email seventy dollars off of final draft twelve so if i want to upgrade on <laughs> to a program that's also still uh, the 11th version is barely running on my laptop. <laughs> it doesn't matter how powerful your laptop is. In a couple of years, it'll be dead. It's going to be not dead. It'll be uh, be very weak. Oh my God, look at me. I'm framed up nicely. The lighting is great. Ugh. I bought these two new LED lights. I don't know if I talked about that. And uh, they're, they're, the only negative I have, well, two, I have two negatives. One, the stand is very flimsy. It's It's like a, they call it a tripod, but it's twist and lock and i cannot figure that out for the life of me and there's instructions on the tripod it says pull up turn right and i I do it it doesn't work one time i locked it and uh and then also they require usb power which is good and bad so uh bad for because i'm <laughs> i got you know not a, i don't have extra usb plug in pot spots so i gotta One's plugging in a laptop, and the other, well, no, one, two, they're both plugged into the wall. I had to find wall plugs, wall, wall USB plug. So anyway, anyway, so I just, but I I, I knew I was going to do an episode about late night at some, like, because I, Conan was retiring, so I said, I got to do this. Uh, but then that was just expedited because Trevor Noah's going to break for the summer, and so is Kimmel. But Kimmel's show is still going to be going, while Trevor Noah's show is not, The Daily Show. And then uh, Seth Meyers just said they're doing a two-week break, and which I can only assume will be extended to everybody, but maybe DeSantis and Miro who will probably do a one-week break because they just came back after three months away or two months away, two and a half months. But uh, let's get started with the elephant in the room: Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien's show ended, uh, well, his uh, week nightly late night show ended over on tbs after 10 11 years i believe 10 years That's 11 11 years and it was a, a, a bittersweet end to the show uh he he got to be in front of a full audience for the final two weeks he gave thanks to pretty much everybody andy got a lot of thanks and uh, even conan's wife who was there got a lot of thanks uh just just uh Jeff Ross, his executive producer, the Jimmy Vino and the basic cable now four. everybody, everybody got their thanks. And it was a wonderful thing to see Conan and his uh, team and Sona and everybody. there just appreciative of the whole thing. Uh, also found out that Conan paid his, found a way to pay his entire staff for the entirety of 2020. Uh, I assume that's their full salaries. I don't know. <laughs> or something, same thing for, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's staff as well. uh, Seth Staff probably because you know they they went back for a minute. You know, I, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say all all the shows everybody was paid, but uh, every a lot, a lot of them were. So that's good. Good to hear. Uh, as for Conan's last two weeks, he had a lot of his a lot of friendly guests back. He had Bill Hader, Martin Short, uh, just Seth Rogen, just a lot of, and Jack Black for the final episode. Uh, a lot of retrospective on uh, some stuff. Uh, too too many clips, <laughs> I might say. Uh, but it was it was nice to see TBS and Warner uh, give him a chance to do this. Um, so so where does that leave late night? Late night is we we lost Conan, but we gained two more shows. And uh, we will go through late night shows. Wiki. I just Google late night shows. Whiskey. Wait. wait I just wait. <laughs> Uh okay. You can tell it's a Friday afternoon and I just don't want to do this. So we got a lot of we got a lot of late night shows uh still on. So I guess that's good. Uh I'll tell you what. This late night sh- there we go. <laughs> I was going to say there's not a lot of late night shows on this uh wiki that's a, that are list. I just need a list. For the for one time in my life I need a list. They need to have there needs to be a list of current Late night shows G4 tech TV unscrewed with Martin Sargent lasted from May to November, 2004. Hmm. Uh, I was watching it at that time, so I don't exactly know if that's true or not. All right. I'm just trying to find a list of late night shows and I probably should have done this ahead of time, but, uh, I refuse to <laughs> us late night show list. Okay. But let's get on with the notes first. That's in my notes. So uh, last week I talked about Seth Meyers and how he is truly thriving without an audience, how he's doing uh, just just some of the best work uh, in, in late night today. Uh, and uh, I'm, But I'm a fan, so I don't know if you'll exactly agree. But this comes from Jacqueline Cutler over on Variety. If you didn't think I was going to have some uh, uh, d- d- journalist-based reporting in this, think again. Someone just honked outside. <laughs> so yes. Okay. I can't find I was I was looking at something and now. I can't go back. So without Trump and live audiences, late night talk shows refreshed their formats. And so in particular, Ms. Cutler talks about Desus and Miro, Sam B, and uh show late night. And now that Biden is president and I'm not going to because I have a lot of stuff to go through, so I'm not going to read through this. But now that Biden is president, uh, they all the jokes in late night period have kind of pivoted away from politics, and that's what um, that's what a lot of people were championing Conan about, championing championing Conan uh, about it was that he was one of the last, if not the only remaining, apolitical host, and that's not to say that he wasn't a political person. You know, that he wasn't on the right side of history when he came to all that stuff. But he didn't dedicate, you know, every episode of the week to make uh, reference to uh, Trump and his cronies. So Sam B., Deces and Miro, and Seth Meyers, they... Had to change their the way they did their work, obviously because of the pandemic. So Decent and Miro shot from home, and then later on in the pandemic, which is like a, a past couple of months, they've been shooting some stuff around New York City, going to beaches, uh, sh- you know, uh, f- uh, shooting at a mansion once. Uh, Sam B. shot from her uh, upstate home in New York or Connecticut uh, w- uh, with with her husband uh, Jason Jones from Daily Show. Uh, who ex Daily Show alum and uh, also ex uh, What's that show called? Oh God! Uh, uh, it was a show on TBS that are it was Natalie Z and a, a, a bunch of other funny people. I can see the picture in my head. Yeah, who cares? Anyway, that's a good show. Check it out. Uh, but they, they he she she her family just shot that show from their backyard, uh, and then also and Seth obviously was shooting from first his attic and then his uh, uh, in-laws home and, and then now the studio and, but still they're all without audiences. They all just have their, uh, crew around. Uh, and I, you know, I gotta tell you, Sam B is better for it. Sam B is, uh, I say, I say that a lot about all these, but Sam B's, she never needed an audience. Um, and, uh, I mean, and that, you know, being in studio, you know, uh, now she's it's just they're allowed to allowed to do so much more. Uh, and the same thing goes for Seth. It's just oh God, it's just so wonderful to see them do uh, amazing work. And they're so funny and, and remote, remote, hard as it is. Um, but now it's now we're in a way that we can do it. All right, let's move on. Uh, More continuation about Seth Meyers. So I did I did a whole Seth Meyers appreciation segment last week. Uh, But CBS Sunday morning. This is me. My Sunday morning. I watch CBS Sunday morning uh, at nine o'clock. I get out of bed and uh, I I come in here. And now that I've. I've, Oh, okay. All right. A quick little story uh last friday after i'm done shooting the constitutionals i go over and i do this every friday i just go over i start watching tv because i'm tired like, i've just i've just been talking for an hour and editing a video for another hour so after i'm done i just i just go over there and watch tv and it's like it's like maybe five o'clock and i'm sitting there and then all of like out of nowhere uh and then i have a two I have, a, I have a i think it's from 2013 a sharp hd television so it's an, it's an old TV. It was an old TV. And it was, see, yeah, I'm using past ends. Uh, it was an old TV. And, you know, and I always wanted to upgrade, but I just never had, you know, a stable enough position to where I could do that. Um, and, and so, so I'm, I'm sitting there watching TV, and the screen is, at the top of the screen it just goes comp- like dark. Not completely dark, but dark, dark enough to where it's affecting the image. And I can go, oh my gosh my tv is going to die like at that point there's no point in fixing the panel and don't tell me oh you just all you got to do the the pixels are blah, blah. no i'm not going to do that i'm not doing that it's the tv's from 2013 it's 8 years old and so uh and so it so it goes dark and i go ah oh, man you know i can't afford a tv well hopefully it just stays like this and i'll tough it out until you know i i, I get a new job or something and then i get like a phone call or something uh and I deal with that, and then, uh, and then, just out of nowhere, just a like a high pitched buzzing, and I and I am just I'm like, what is that? Like that's like, if it goes on for longer than like twenty seconds, I go, what was that? And I turn off the TV, and I go, oh god, it's the TV. Turn it back on, and it's still going. Then it gets a little bit louder, and then uh, at one point, the TV just starts flickering on and off but not like not like on and off like tv's turn off but the screen starts turning it goes it goes black pictures back but it's still the top half of the screen is is basically missing black pictures back and it does it in increments of two to three seconds uh and by that i mean the screen turns off for like three seconds and then it's back on and and, and i was just i just go oh no please don't die please don't die i I cannot afford a new tv and then boom tv just dies and I just, i'm just like, God bless it. So, I unplug it. I unplug everything that's plugged in: the Chromecast, the Google TV, the uh, PlayStation, the Switch, the Xbox, and then uh, I I bring it over here, right next to uh, the creden- this credenza, <laughs> credenza uh, right next to the to the Home Max, the Google Home Max, and the uh, the printer and stuff. And I just go, oh, I just I can't afford anything. So I take the TV, this the, a similarly old television, a Vizio this time. So it's a brand sharp is a best buy brand Vizio, a small, and it's in it small. It's like maybe 24 inches. I, I pull it out of my room and I, or 24, it might be, yeah, 27, 24, 27, maybe even 30, uh, 32. And I just sit it, I sit it on the thing and it just takes up this, this tiny little spot where the, where the 43 inch was. And I'm just, I just go, Oh my God, I can't, uh, I'm so like, I was just having a bad, I was already having a bad week, but, uh, that just like encapsulated it and then uh saturday i go like saturday i wake up and it's like raining and i'm just so i'm just so depressed and and mad about this and uh i so i i do some volunteer work uh and then i i come back home and i go you know what i don't care what happens i'm gonna buy a tv (laughs) which is not what anyone should do so i so i i uh I, I go to Best Buy's website and right now, so Prime Day was about to start. So I go to Best Buy's website and uh, Best Buy is also, was also doing a, a, a Amazon Prime themed, you know, day to sell their electronics. And, uh, and I, and I go, and I know that there's a TV I want. It's from LG and it's the best rated TV for, you know, uh, these next gen consoles and it's got Apple Airplay and, and casting, Google casting and, and uh, it's it's basically future proof for the next couple of years, and and, and HDMI four two point one, K, hundred twenty hertz, game playing, all that stuff. So so I just go, I go. This is a TV, and I start weighing my options. I go, well, you know, just the, the and then uh, I go, I purchase one. I purchase a variant of the TV. I purchase the TV. I purchase a variant size. Uh, I get, so I order it. I pick it up. It's still raining. 2 p.m. I pick, uh, no, no, I pick it up at like uh, 6 p.m. So I've been waiting all day. Like I've been, like I, I've been right, right. Reading reviews and, you know, making sure and all this stuff. I pick it up at like five, five o'clock or six o'clock. And then, uh, it barely fits in my car. <laughs> That's problem one. Uh, it's too heavy to, for me to literally, to pick up, it's literally too heavy for me to pick up by myself and bring it in. So I, I'm, again, it's raining. I have a, there's a garage, but there is like a, a two foot gap where it, it will, it'll rain on the TV. So I drag it in, then I, uh, I unbox it and, uh, I'm sweating. I'm tired. The TV, the TV itself, the box was too heavy. The TV itself was so cumbersome, so wide, wider than my wingspan. I've got giant arms and giant hands. I'm not joking when I say that. I, it barely fits on my couch, and then I set it up on on the TV stand, and uh, and immediately I go, oh, it's too big, it's too big. I start freaking out, and then I and then I realize how much it costs, and I go, no, 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 I can't have this. I call Best Buy and I go, can I bring this back? I want to exchange it for a smaller one. They go, yeah, why are you freaking out? <laughs> so uh, I have to. I don't go to the Best Buy that's by my house. I have to go to the best buy that's in buckhead so that's like a 15 minute drive Uh, and the weather's probably like 20. i take this so i pack up the tv i've like i've i've I've, like there's trash everywhere so i put put all the back inside the tv pack it up i bring it to this best buy they get it out of the car and then I, i get a smaller i get those a size down and it is i'm all immediately satiated it's half the price it is half the price of the 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 bigger version because there's a 10 inch difference and so now i have this uh 55 inch lgc1 sitting on the thing and uh, i look at every day and i'm just just like like man what could have been but you know i see all these like youtube reviewers uh and these tech people online you know that when lg sends them a tv they get the biggest version and i don't think that's the smartest thing to do 'Cause I looked at it and went, Oh, you know, maybe maybe that'll fit for me. And uh I'm I mean maybe it's because 'cause I'm stupid, but you know, and the last EV I had was a forty-three inch. Uh and I just <laughs> I, I just I just like, you know, maybe sixty-five will work and then uh and I get it and I go, Nope, too much money and it's too big. Uh but if LG sent me a TV, like if LG sent me a seventy seven, I wouldn't flinch. Uh I would just go, Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> And I would, I would hang it up. First of all, I would not put the stand down. I would not put on a stand. Uh, I would hang it up, and uh, and uh, that would be my TV for the next eight years. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my big adventure. Uh, anyway, and all I did—can you believe all all I did? I've only watched two like Dolby. It's got like Dolby Atmos, Dolby Vision, all that stuff. I've only watched like two. Uh, no three, three because I watched uh, Infinite on Paramount Plus. Skip, uh, Luca on Disney Plus. Skip, and uh, and something. Oh, and uh, oh no, what else? Something else on HBO. Something on HBO Max. Uh, and I'm going to watch In The Heights again at some point. But anyway, that's it. That's all. That was my TV adventure. Uh, but all I've been watching is Late Night on it because uh, because Conan's leaving. So, but as I as was the, the the start of the story. Uh, Seth Meyers was on CBS Sunday Morning. They did a a, a little piece about him, so check that out. It's uh, in the show notes. And then there was also a Seth Meyers Q&A on Deadline. Listen, I was talking about Seth Meyers before it was cool. Uh, I love Seth, man. I love his show, and he's just so good and so funny. Um, And you should definitely check out this interview on Deadline from Peter White. Uh, No relation. (laughs) Uh, but they talk about him being back in the studio and doing these in-person interviews, doing Zoom interviews, uh, and and all this stuff, um, uh, uh, you know, hanging out. It's good. It's a good interview. Check it out. Uh, and then, so moving on to Conan um, and everything, uh, Kimmel and Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert, uh, did some did one segment on Conan. The Kimmel had talked about him during uh, his uh, Conan and Andy during his monologue, and then Stephen Colbert uh, has Brian Stacks, who was used to be who used to work with Conan. Uh, they did a little segment, so that was great too. Uh, there's a bad article I want to bring to light. Uh, The rap has not been doing very well with uh, articles lately. And this one's written by Tony Maglio. And I know you're better than this, buddy. I know you are. But this comes from The Rap and Tony Maglio. Conan O'Brien, Conan, the show, calls it quits amid worst ratings slide of all the late night talk shows. And now I hate to give them clicks, but this is an article that just is talking about ratings. And I got to tell you, the only people that care about ratings are Networks, and uh in uh, uh buttholes <laughs> you don't no one talks about ratings anymore like that it's just so stupid and uh that was just a, that's such a a a, a grab em headline that i just i i hate it i hate it with i hate it with like all of my heart so uh you know if i if i frame this uh, incorrectly i could look a lot like uh uh Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani's son responding to uh you know his dad. You ever see if you if you watch a of late night you can you'll you'll see the video of uh Andrew Giuliani, I think that's his name, uh who is who's misframed his head. There's so there's like 40 feet of headroom, and then he's like half of his head is is like in the frame. It's very funny. Check it out. He did not do it on purpose. He's a he's an idiot. And another thing I think you should check out is Dave Itzkoff's inter, uh, interview with Andy Richter over at the New York Times. I think it's a, it's a wonderful interview, and it talks about Andy. He and he and he, yeah. Dave and uh, Andy talk about uh, the the tenure of the late night game that Conan and he and Conan played, and and uh, Andy's place in late night as a sidekick, and and how the the term and the the place of a sidekick is waning, and he was the kind of the last one, but. Uh, it's, it's just, it's a very good interview. And then also another good interview is Joseph Adelaine's exit interview with Conan. He, this is a guy who's talked to Conan since the nineties. Like they, it's like he interviewed Conan in the winter of 1994. Uh, so that's a year after Conan started. And so he's basically talked to him with every episode, not every episode, but every iteration of Conan's late night programming sense and I think and it's such a good interview because he asked Adelaine asked the questions that I would specifically ask and uh everybody I mean for I mean for what it's worth Conan uh very good host he has a a lot of stuff but if I have to hear one more person go I love it when he went to Finland I get it the travel stuff is great but there's a lot of insular things that I want to hear about there's a lot of Uh, you know where Conan's at right now and where he wants to go next Um, uh, you know both physically and mentally and and spiritually and all this stuff and uh, it's uh, it's it's just a wonderful interview and then also the HBO show HBO Max show Uh, it's just a wonderful piece of business I just really think it's a really good interview really done well I keep getting these casting emails and uh, they're not for me they're asking for like children and women and I have not been a child or woman in years. And then he and then Adeline asks, him, uh, asks Conan who is impressive in comedy right now, and Conan names so many great people from so many different backgrounds, uh, and also and shows from and, and it's just like like he talks about uh, the amazing world of Gumball and how he says it's some of the best writing he's seen in years, and I it's just he's right, Gumball is great. I hope they get to finish off the show at some point. Uh, check out Amazing World of Gumball. <laughs> it's a good a little free advertisement for them. And then, uh, as I mentioned before, Daily Show. I don't know if I mentioned this. <laughs> Daily Show is going to break. I think I did. I've been talking for 22 minutes. Daily Show is going to break. Uh, Trevor Noah is no longer uh, going to be shooting his show at his home. Uh, this comes from Peter White at Deadline. It's going to. So it's they're going to be on break for until September, I believe. And uh, they've been doing everything from home. September 13th. And uh, apparently Trevor says that there's going to be, uh, the show's going to have a different look. So I hope that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, I guess we'll get into this now, but uh, s- late night had to change, obviously, for the pandemic. And and uh, and some hosts picked up great habits, some did not. And in terms of uh, bad habits, I think that Trevor Noah's cutaways, cutaways during the... Uh, the monologue of his show, uh, or the opening segment, uh, aren't good. (laughs) They're not funny. And it's, it's very obvious that, uh, that they're setting up these cutaways and it's, uh, and it's just him doing them. And they're just, uh, they're just needless jokes that don't need to happen. And so, um, I hope that doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, have more of that type of stuff. And, and and I, and I keep thinking like, this is that was something born out of the, out of the pandemic, um, but in terms of like good, good, good things that happened, uh, you know Sam for you know in terms of you know, somebody like Sam B, uh, they she's there's a lot of there's a lot of tags to jokes, uh, wherein there'll be something serious like three two or three sentences of seriousness, and then there's a sentence that's a uh, just a straight up joke. But that's a response to something that she just said. Uh, so it'll be like um, uh, 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 Rudy Gianni You know, got his license taken away in New York, and uh, and uh, you know, I really feel bad for him because you know, first he first he loses his wife, cousin, and now now this. You know, just something like that. It's and that's not a good joke. I understand. Don't don't write me. <laughs> but there we go. And then, uh, but 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 the, but the Daily Show for what it is, for what it's worth, uh, Jordan Klepper, Roy Wood Jr. Uh, Roy Choi, Desi Lydic, and um, uh, oh god, I forgot the other one. Daily Show correspondent. I can see her in my head. I can see her in my head. She's on the Great North. Uh, uh, Michael Costa. I forgot about him. <laughs> Jabuki Young White. And uh, oh god, I can see her in my head. Dolce Sloan. Oh, I didn't. Even, I couldn't even. The Wikipedia didn't even, didn't, didn't pop up. But Dolce Sloan uh they're all very funny all very interesting and they all have good points and they're all i mean but the thing is they're very funny uh and uh, i God, it's just the work daily show is is just above all else it's just so uh informative and uh and i mean i get why people watched um what's his name john stewart uh you know tell his, tell his jokes and uh do stuff on that show because because it is it can't be it's and, it, and obviously you don't watch those shows for the information which i hope you don't but uh yeah it's still good uh so so let's move on so the daily show you know that i would say this is this is the late night report card series which i forgot to uh talk about but um yeah this is the summer 2021 edition and uh you know what I think everyone's doing a bang-up job. Now, we did lose... Oh, God, what is her name? Lily Singh. We lost a Lily Singh. Uh, that show... It it died in a better fashion than what I think it started out in. So, for that show, and the same thing for uh, years ago, the Pete Holmes show, uh, was shot in bulk. And they shot everything in bulk. And, and then they started releasing the shows nightly, which is... Crazy, which is why I th- yeah, I think the Pete Holmes show was also sh- uh, nightly as well for a little bit. Um, you know, I just thought about Busy Phillips' show. I, uh, Even though I didn't see every episode, I saw enough of it to, to really enjoy it. Uh, I wish that show was still on because uh, I think the late night world is really missing a voice like Busy's. Um, but then, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so... Lily's show is now over, and so is Hasan Minhaj's. So we lost both of their shows. Uh, this go, you know, Lily's show. We'll talk about Lily's first. It's um, it is a shame because I do think, even though that the target audience was uh, millennials and lower, <laughs> I do think that there was a place, uh, especially for it to be on at one thirty in the morning on NBC. There's a place for that. I what I. From an outside perspective, I think um, NBC's view of it was we're going to have this show from a popular YouTuber. We're gonna have her bring her, uh, we're gonna have her try to fit into this mold, and that'll be that. And then that'll attract viewers. but that doesn't necessarily work. And then when the second season came around, they're not shooting a bulk. They're shooting more relevant stuff. And so now there's not this attempt to be evergreen, and and they're letting Lily bring in more of her YouTube voice, and they're also they also rented a house so they could do stuff uh, in, a, in a simpler fashion, and that's where I think that show did its did its best work was that she was in even if it's interviewing guests over Zoom, she still had this house that that uh, that typically a YouTuber would still have, and and she was shooting all of her her monologues and her talk. Well, well, what are they called i did it did a packet for the show what's it called um her vlog style i guess uh and and uh even if even if i'm not a fan of her i still like i know that that's how that's how that's how uh that's how she that's that's where she is that's where she lives um and so it is a shame that they did not give that show more of a chance uh again not a fan but i would love especially just to have her uh, a woman of color uh, who also thought she was the only woman in late night <laughs> but to have a woman of color in that position on NBC uh, is just uh, amazing and I think she's queer too so just like to have like come on she's checking multiple boxes and, and uh, you guys could give her one more season uh, yeah anyway and it's not like that show costs any money it's not like you're giving you all you did was rent a house that's it you didn't do anything else for her <laughs> Okay, and then the Hassan Minaj's show on Netflix uh was canceled. Uh and this just goes along with uh my notion that I don't Then Netflix doesn't know what it's doing in terms of weekly shows and movie or weekly shows. Uh and they and they still have a lot of stuff that is weekly but that comes out of they're not all like American, I don't think, because there's a Korean show that I am uh, that is on my list. That because uh, each episode's like an hour and a half long. Uh, that that does weekly shows, and or it might be Chinese. No, I think it's Korean, and uh, don't ask me north or south. I think it might be south. <laughs> it's a North Korean show. Kim Jong Un hosts a late night show uh, last week tonight with Kim Jong Un. I was trying to think of a funnier title, but I couldn't. And, and so Hassan lasted longer than Michelle Wolf and he lasted long. And you know, this wasn't a late night show, but he lasted longer than Joel McHale's show. And, uh, and, and, Ch- and, you know, and Chelsea's show was the longest running one uh, so far. But I think even for Chelsea and even for Michelle Wolf, there is, there was room for that. And, you know, Netflix is just hemorrhaging, you know, shows and cash. Um, you know, it's you know San's show could have lasted. I I'm I'm gonna say somewhere else, but then again, I think Sarah Silverman's show on um, Hulu didn't it didn't last at all, and, it, and that was a good show. And I just don't think Hulu knows what it's doing uh, in terms of that stuff. <laughs> that sounds mean. But how can you do a, a a late night show for streaming? Because any any one of those these weekly shows. Uh, unless your Amber Ruffin show, which I guess we'll get to next, d- you're gonna have ten episodes, and uh, you're barely late night, and uh, and you don't have the you don't have the. I'm not saying that you need to have uh, four hundred. How many days are in a year? Three hundred sixty-five. I'm not saying you need to have two hundred and sixty episodes uh, a year, or or in terms of last week tonight, you need to have uh, forty episodes. But it just I, I mean, you can only do so much with 10 and then going to break. So, uh, and you know, I did have my issue with Hassan's show uh, wherein that he re- it was re- really reliant on uh, audience applause and just all. And, I, and, I, and that's one thing, I don't have to keep mentioning this, but I hate applause breaks. That's why, you know, we'll, we'll take a pause on uh, uh, Amber's show, but that's why when Colbert, he finally returned to uh, the Ed Sullivan Theater, uh, it's it's great to see him back in the theater, and I know he's missing the audience. I know particularly that he really enjoys the audience aspect. But uh, a, they're not all wearing masks, <laughs> and b, my biggest issue is that I was and I was and watching and I, again I spent the whole week watching every late night show because uh, that's what I do because I hate myself. <laughs> uh, but that uh, you know watching watching and listening to stuff, it's just like the monologue is five jokes and it's 10 minutes long and it's eight minutes of clapping and two minutes of a joke. <laughs> Some cases he doesn't even fin- get to finish the joke. <laughs> he gets halfway through and they're like, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, I have an alert to watch Minari cause I rented it and uh, it's now time to watch it. So I guess it's the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, no. I'll just watch it uh, tomorrow. So, so yeah, it's, uh, so Colbert is back and he and John Baptiste are doing their awkward, uh, Hey, we're friends thing, but I don't think they are. And, uh, it sounds weird, but I don't think they are. And, uh, and, you know, it's, um, it's uh, the show, the show is the same as it's ever been. It's this. it's the same exact show. It's ever been... Uh, maybe I won't do this on a laptop. Maybe I'll just do this on my phone because this thing's already chugging along at a very slow rate. Um, but it's it's the it's the same high-energy show that uh, we've been watching uh, for the past couple of years. I am subscribed to it. Oh, there it is. I forgot what it was called for a little bit. So they do have musical performances, but they are outside... Uh, they're still doing tuning out the news, uh, which a sh- another show I wrote, uh, I sent to the packet for. <laughs> it's very true, and did not get the job. Spent too much time on it, <laughs> and for some reason, I th- I still think they're uploading older stuff from when he was just doing the, uh, um, from a he was he was working from a smaller theater with no audience, uh, and and so. You know, and God, I hate to talk about this, but ratings, just for a quick second, the things that get the most views on for Colbert, I think ratings took a huge dip in the, in the pandemic for late night, like wide, just across the entire medium. Uh, The only things that like get like millions of views are still now the stunts, uh, a closer look segments and Colbert's monologue. Uh, And then, and then everything else, everything else, you're lucky if you get a a half a a quarter million rather or 100,000 cuz i'm just seeing a lot of stuff that is that is just like interviews that are just falling like even lord can't get half a million views on uh Colbert. But there's a excuse me, guys <laughs> no one click something. Uh and and, and, and so so that's, that's Colbert's show and they're and i would say they're they're doing they're doing well. Every again everybody's doing well across the uh the 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 pantheon of late night right now. And then I, I guess we'll go to Tonight Show. That's his immediate competitor, and that's who everybody wants to uh, plot him against. Uh, again, speaking of ratings, there's not a lot of stuff there, but they still they're still doing the stunts. They're still doing a lot of uh, good stuff over there at the Tonight Show. Um, they, I mean, you you have the name Tonight Show, and uh, but I think if I think out of all the people to re, uh, retire first, I think it'll be Kimmel, and then after that, I think it'll be Colbert, but. If since since Fallon has uh, re-upped, I think for like five years, it's gonna be imperative that it, I know I know it's some some NBC brass is saying, "Hey, we need to," or some producer is saying, "Hey, we need to find a way to get more views on the online stuff," and because uh, everybody's less concerned about the broadcast views now and the three day ratings and all that stuff. Uh, but I think except for the trades for some except for the rap for some reason, but you'll need they'll 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 need to find a way, and this is me thinking of it in a producerial manner they'll need to find a way to go beyond you know let's let's do this uh cutesy thing with Kristen Bell uh and that'll and that'll get a million views let's do this uh game show with. Scarlett Johansson, the the world's most prominent trans uh, Asian actress. <laughs> she said that and I and I'm gonna keep reminding her of this. Uh I'm keep reminding her the world of this. And so they so they have to find a way to innovate. They have to find a way to do something more than they're already doing. Uh and you know what and maybe that goes for everybody uh, around uh, around the uh the late night world. Because uh, even watching Corden this week, the uh he like the, the stuff they have to do is, you know, if if uh, if Fallon is doing if Fallon is the proto version, the before version of Corden, and he's doing stuff for broadcast, and then the the online happens in the middle of his tenure uh, from late night and tonight show, and online and YouTube stuff becomes this big thing, and they go, okay, well now we have to do vi- virality and broadcast. Uh, so that people have something to talk about then Corden is straight up virality and they have all these stunts they're doing they do uh, a late night week a late late show week with uh, Justin Bieber or Ed, now Ed Sheeran uh, they do uh, James Corden hangs out with Tom Brady and uh, uh, James Corden sing, uh, uh, recaps the Fast Saga in 10 minutes it, you know I think that show uh, and same thing for Jimmy's they are better off without these audiences who they have to kind of cater to and dictate with. But I mean, but but you know, Jimmy does better with an audience, and Corden kind of is doing is doing great without one. He just has his staff in the audience, and he, they're interacting. His monologue is less of a monologue, and it's like it takes like to the, uh, the episode that aired last night on the twenty fourth it it took him 3 minutes it took him 3 minutes from the theme song to the start of the news to start talking about the news and in, and in those 3 minutes he was just you know and uh, his if i was british in his in his words faffing about with his uh with his staff and that's 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 great they just do stupid things and that's uh and I, I mean that's what makes corden you know better oh god the camera just shut off All right, and we're back. Oh God, the battery and the camera died on me, so I had to stop recording for a second. Uh, all right, but seriously, let's uh, let's get back to the show. <laughs> when I want to do Zillinger, I just gotta finish this, uh, so that's what I want to do. Uh, but in turn, and so I was talking about Gordon. Um Yeah, so just him, he and his, he and his staff just messing around is is, is what makes that show. Um, Better than it seems, you know. If you if you're somebody who says, "Oh, I don't like Corden. He's too, you know, like," the same people say this about uh, Fallon too. Like, "Oh, uh, he's so fake, and I just don't like him." I, I, I mean, you spend if you the more time you spend with him, the more you really get to understand. And you read the interviews and stuff. Uh, the everybody on these shows. This is why they have their shows. Is more genuine. Some of that comes off a little bit better than the others, but I just. I you know I have I have no issue with how Corden operates. Uh, in fact, I enjoy. I want to see the virality. I want to see that if they're the only show doing it. Uh, in the same in the same vein, I want to see uh, Fallon you know push himself to the limits uh, when it comes because uh, they they have the name. They have the you know, they, they can get the star power. They have the Tonight Show. You know it's Lorne Michaels produced and it's on NBC and it's the oldest running the late night show. So yeah, you know, let's do it. Um, so we'll move on. Oh, obviously, I talked about Seth. Seth is great. Just that show is so good without an audience. And at some point, and they and they realize it too. And there was an interview that he did with uh, 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 last week with uh, or that came out last week with Mike Shoemaker, his producer, and um, on uh, Slate. And I said it. And I said it was like check that out because that was definitely a good interview. Because uh, that interviewer understands. Yes, this is the best version of the show. And so do Seth and Mike, but they can't this is not something that's sustainable, so eventually they're gonna to have to bring an audience back, and uh they'll you know we'll have to suffer through uh applause breaks <laughs> uh but We'll move on to the Peacock streaming show. And see, this is, this is what I don't understand, uh, is how come Netflix, arguably the biggest entertainment entity in the world right now, cannot seem to have a sustainable or retainable audience? And also, put out the numbers. Put out the numbers for these shows. No one's going to say, oh, Stranger Things got higher numbers than uh, Michelle Wolf's show. Of course it did. There's, there's two different things. Like, come on, Game of Thrones gets higher numbers than Barry. Yeah, we understand that. But we still know the numbers on those shows versus Nielsen having to cobble together Twitter statistics on the on a streaming show. Just put out the numbers. If it's something really unsustainable, then stop making late-night shows. <laughs> Jesus, and talk shows, Netflix. Um, but Peacock is doing a really good job with the Amber Ruffin show. In fact, I think... I think uh NBC Universal is just uh, a very good um, in terms of in terms of you know I mean they gave Willie Singh two seasons when they didn't have to uh but you know, I guess it costs a lot of money too. but I think they're really good in terms of that stuff of uh, supporting their supporting you know certain avenues now supporting certain avenues show versus I think maybe even five years ago, none of this wouldn't like, even if, if Peacock was a thing, cause CISO, CISO died. They, they gave that a year and a half. They said no dice. Uh, but Amber Ruffin's show, the Amber Ruffin show on, on on Peacock is so very good. And maybe it's because Amber has been, and is still with, uh, late night and, and they have that same mentality and it's just the same kind of jokes, but, but from a different perspective of a black woman, uh, it's, I mean, it's just so it's great, and I really enjoy it. And you know, I mentioned earlier that Andy was one of the last few bastions of sidekickdom. Uh, Tarek, over there at uh, on Amber show, is doing is, is is basically doing his same job. Um, uh, jump in a little bit more, Tarek. You know, <laughs> just don't be afraid. You seem nervous. Don't be afraid. Uh, so it's a it's a wonderful show, and I just think in every episode is a song. And they, it's a weekly show, and it comes out at nine p.m. on Fridays. But man, it's still it's still so good. Also, I also want to mention uh, Seth Meyers' corrections on YouTube.com/slash uh, uh, late night Seth Myers. It's uh, it's oh god, the corrections are so funny and so funny. Just watch the show. It's just watch the show every single day. Watch it every single day. A lot of callbacks. Uh, yeah, so Amber Ruffin's show is great. Jenny Hagel's uh, a great head writer. Demi uh, DiGewi Bay also writes on that show. Excuse me, get a little choked up. Uh, and there's uh, and they've just added a bunch of writers to the roster. So that's wonderful to hear that that NBC and uh, yeah, NBC Universal just thinks that that show has enough legs for more writers. That's so good. I'm so I'm so grateful for that, uh, even though I don't work there or anything but it's uh, it's just such a good show. That show ne- never needs an audience ever. Who am I missing? Kimmel? Kimmel's good. Uh, I there's there's just something about that guy. Uh, his delivery of jokes, where it just seems so mean and scathing, where it's really not, uh, that makes that makes him so appealing and so funny. And I I, I love Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, and you know I can he's these 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 summer breaks I guess are gonna be you know happening. I don't I don't know when the la- the last time you know that was kind of a surprise it was gonna break, but uh, I think they'll be happening until the end of his his contract. Until he gets bored with the show completely, I think you know if they if ABC said no, you're not taking a summer break, then he would not he would not have and he would and the show would probably end within the next year or so. But I think he's I think he's on for a couple of years, and uh, and and you know what his show, uh, he and his wife they put on a, a wonderful show because uh, his wife's I think an executive producer now. I think she was upped, or you know uh, three other people three other women were upped, and I think she was already an executive. Anyway great they do a great job um they are able to use the hollywood boulevard at, like to, as as part of their set and it's just so and by that i mean like they do a lot of outside pieces right out there and it's uh it's still so it's still so uh i was going to say fresh <laughs> i've never said that it's so fresh baby get in there uh but it's so it's it's fun and inviting and you know just just kimmel i love the way he delivers jokes it feels like you know, it feels like a, uh, a slap across the face <laughs> talking about My Pillow Guy and all that stuff. So fun. In his interview with the My Pillow Guy, my God. And Hunter Biden, he was, you know, he's just, hey, you did a lot of crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I did, you know, uh, for both of them because they both, I think, were on crack. Uh, it's, you know, Jim, Jimmy's, Jimmy's just great. Um, yeah. Not a fan of, uh, uh, uh Oh God! His the way he has to talk about the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Uh, I, th- you know, I don't know if that's a thing from the network. I don't know if it's a thing from, uh, you know, him and his wife because they like the show or something. I just don't like it. I skip past that part of the monologue because uh, I don't like the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Because uh, if I want to see white people date, I can just go outside. <laughs> on I was gonna say on the street I live on. <laughs> I can just go outside uh, near the Beltline in Atlanta. Uh, who else, who else, who else, who else, who else? So let's get into the cable, people. Desus and Miro have moved from their homes and back into the studio. They've only just come back this past week. But it is still the same show. Uh, I don't think they need an audience ever again. I like hearing... Because that show does not have traditional writing with the exception of the sketches that do not need to exist. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that... Not having an audience for them and just having, you know, their producers and their writers and the staff just hang around and, you know, laugh at their jokes. That's much more funny and authentic. And it kind of brings them back to The Vice Show, which was, you know, a lot of people discovered them. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the, the feel of it. And I think that's just a better, a better all version for them. Because um, it allows them to do, even though I don't like him, Lil Nas X, but it allows them to go to California and shoot an interview with Lil Nas X uh, and, and a, and, a, and a, roller rink, uh, and, and, and yeah, to, to do a lot of different stuff. Uh, again, they don't need sketches. <laughs> Please stay away from the sketches. <laughs> so, uh, and, and then staying on Showtime, uh, I just want, I, I truly, literally, at, at twice the speed on YouTube, and, which I thank YouTube for, which I, I try not to use that, 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 uh, thing, but it really came in handy. Uh, watching i watched z-way's first episode uh before i shot this and before recording this excuse me and uh it's a it's you know if if uh if i didn't realize that z-way was a character i kind of would i kind of would hate it uh and, and when i say character she's like part character but also the stuff that she's talking about and the you know the questions she asked are valid and everything but uh it's just the way that she asked them <laughs> that i'm not a fan of um and you know, she's if you, don't, if you don't know anything about Z-Way, she used to write on Diesel's and Miro, but now she has this show because uh, like she 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 posted stuff on her Instagram and YouTube, ta- uh, asking uh, basically white people, you know, like are you racist and things like that, um, and uh, and you know, just questions kind of along those lines. I'm really dumbing it down, and uh, there's really more to it than that. Uh, but the show is, I think you should definitely check it out. The first episode's on YouTube. And it's a it's a very interesting watch. Uh, again, like five minutes in, I, I I was thinking like, man, is this this just seems kind of uh, not good. Uh, but you know, but but then I but then I but I watched it more and I and I enjoyed it. Um, I and you know, I I hate reading comments. I do not like to read comments. Um, but I w- but I looked at the com but on YouTube mobile, you see comments of, like this the sort of first thing you see. Uh, and look and I was looking at a comment. And I uh, saw a white woman, she was the top comment. And then I looked through all the comments, and it's all, like, white women commenting on this. Like, they, taking these uh, people to task, and z is such a, f- a character, a funny person. Uh, and I'm, I'm just thinking, it's going, this show is about this uh, a funny and poignant black woman asking these questions to white people, saying... Uh, you know uh, do you think you, you did a good job playing a gay character even though you're a straight white man uh you know saying asking questions like that and the the audience though it may be 18 to you know 34 year olds should uh should not encompass mostly white women um it's just a very interesting thing to see that like the phoebe bridgers interview it was a lot of white women commenting uh uh, which which is kind of bothersome because that's not how you know this show I'm not saying it was made for people of color but I just, it's it's and it's not it's not really marketed as such uh but it's it should be there should be more viewers of color than what there are now uh and uh, oh it's it's highly produced so if you're into that which I'm not uh you, you know there you go, but it's it's a lot of a lot of speaking of cutaways, a lot of cutaways, a lot of editing, um, and I kind of but she plays into it, and that kind of plays its part in it as well. But I'm still not a huge fan of that stuff. Uh, and then there's uh, the other new show from uh, Sam J. It's called Pause over on HBO. I just watched that episode uh, watched an episode of that show, and they'll take one topic and she'll sit down and talk about it. But it's not. She's not talking to anybody uh, for a lot of it. There's... So it's like an, it's like done in two parts. And I don't know if this is true for the rest of the episodes but for at least for this episode it was. She was basically having a party during the COVID pandemic. <laughs> but she was basically having a party with her friends and they had... They brought the conversation. Uh, like a, they just brought up a conversation and they all talked about that conversation basically around a couch and it was like... But it's in a party. So it's like a, a truly a party and people are having drinks and stuff but they're all having this conversation... Um, that has not—I don't think—ever been had before. <laughs> that's a—that's a good idea. Uh, and then—and then the other the other part of it. So they they were interspersed segments. The other part of it was Sam sitting and interviewing two black Republicans, and one of them came out, which was, I uh, surprising. She I missed it, and then she's and then Sam's like, "I want to hug you," and I went, "Wait, what happened?" Uh, it was, uh, but it was, God, it I think. You know, Sam Jay's show comes off a little rough at first. Uh, and then I grew to like it by like minute three or so. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm taking you through my, my emotions for... It. I'm a cancer baby. And uh, I'm a cancer baby. Come a baby. <laughs> I'm a cancer baby, baby. And uh, maybe baby. And uh, that's from American Dad. I'm so sorry. And so, that I mean... I mean, it's just, they're having, they had even the first episode, they saw had the conversation, I don't think it has been had, on a televisional stage before, and it was just, it's handled so well, I don't know if I like the party aspect of it, and I don't know if that happens the rest of the episodes, like I said, uh, but she's not behind a desk, and she's, and you know, she's not sitting in a chair, talking directly to somebody, so she's doing something different, and I, you know I have to applaud that uh, like the same thing for that's why you know I mean obviously decent Samero are very funny and, I, and uh, I I'm attracted to their to their comedy aspects but that's why their show is so appealing because they're they're not just also sitting behind a desk but that's not to say that there's no room for somebody sitting behind a desk uh, I think like I like for the past couple of months like one of, okay Conan, Huge, like I'm a huge fan of his, and uh, I don't like to use the word idol, so I, I look up to him. I think he's a very funny guy, and I always wanted to host a late night show. Uh, and then over the past like five years, there's been like a million late night shows, uh, and and things that they call late night that don't that aren't really late night. Uh, you know, maybe Sam J and uh, Z Way shows aren't late night, but uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what really dictates and constitutes late night anymore. So, um, but I think that uh, if I were to host a show now, it would have to be something along the lines of what Z-Way is doing and what Sam Jay is, is doing and Desus and Miro and, uh, and Sam B even and what Seth is doing right now because that's better than, you know, uh, joke punchline, joke punchline, joke punchline, joke uh, punchline, but... Though over the past like month or so, I've been thinking about it more. Uh, it would be better if it was joke punchline, but then I also you know every episode uh, stretched stretched my wings and did something different. And, and so you basically like you know Corden is doing that, uh, doing something different. And that's why I kind of like about that. Um, but I don't I, I don't even know what a show of mine would look like. And I'm missing uh, last week tonight. Last week tonight, again John Oliver, his show is thriving without an audience and I know they're going to bring an audience back and Oh, I'm going to hate it. But man, oh man, it's, you know, it's watching his show without an audience clapping over a, a joke. is is so much better than what, than what it, what it used to be. So, um, he, he doesn't have to mention the white void every episode. And, uh, and also I think there's a lot of jokes that are written by people who aren't him, obviously, because there's writers, Uh, that he delivers and it doesn't make sense Um, like you know he'll talk you know he'll suddenly have all this knowledge of like a reality show Uh, and it doesn't it doesn't fit the character whatsoever Uh, you know like if you think Kim is going to go back to Christian that's like like dude stay I hate to say this don't say stay in line but just stay with what your character is putting off and it's kind of like a (laughs) meekish a meekish British guy yeah so am I missing a show I've got all the NBC shows both NBC all the NBC because Lily Uh, I got the ABC show Kimmel I got the CBS shows I got the HBO show, I got two shows, excuse me. I got uh the Showtime shows and I got Sam B and I got Conan. I think that's it. Yeah. Late night late night is in a uh oh the daily show. Late night's in a good place. Um I oh also for the daily show, let's um stretch it to an hour and uh and you know, four days a week obviously, stretch it to an hour, eleven to twelve and so 45 minutes and, and, and give the, get, you know, give the correspondents you know, more time and yeah, just, you know, have maybe have like two correspondence segments per episode and yeah, stretch it to an hour that nothing needs to follow the daily show except for the daily show. So do a 45 minute episode they've already started kind of dude that did that by stretching the episodes to 45 minutes exactly. And so it'll be 11 to 11:45, Uh, and they'll have maybe a 39 minute episode, but yeah, have longer interviews. I mean, have more quality interviews. I think, and that's another thing for the daily show. <laughs> I keep thinking of things. Um, Trevor's interviews suffered because he wasn't with the person in person. So he's, Focused on nodding his head and looking, making eye contact with the camera. And he's going to ask, well, what did you do all pandemic? Which I don't want to hear. And that's a question I heard from a lot of a lot of people. And, have, and the same answer from a lot of famous people. Oh, well, we thought this was going to last two or three weeks. So we just hunkered down in our house. I just don't. That's so dumb. All right. It is June 20, 25th, 2021. I don't need to hear that ever again. I don't need to hear any version of that. Stop it you're not you're not special but late night late night is in a good position and now it's time for it to change um snl i've been watching a lot of old snl on peacock uh and to see like i just watched bernie mac host an episode which i had no clue who that host an episode i love bernie mac he's so funny uh but to see how it changed even and that was 20 something years ago it's 2021 I think that was maybe 2003, so that was like 17, 18 years ago, uh, or 2004. I mean, it's it's just it's just how like how SNL has evolved, uh, even if something is not funny, and you know the words that they use, like there's stuff that obviously you can't use them, but like like just sentence structure and and and, and uh, we can update and just and and how and how sketches have just become faster how comedy as a whole has become faster, uh, watching stuff like that. I watched a lot of Carson as well. Uh, which again, I think if the Carson foundation, his family owns that, uh, all the clips and stuff, if they were smart, they would just put that stuff on YouTube, you know, instead of giving it to Pluto TV and, and every and, and antenna TV, I think, it, I mean, just, you know, just come on, man, <laughs> put on YouTube, make a big hubbub about it. <laughs> Let NBC make a big hubbub about it, so I can so I can watch a lot of good quality clips from Carson. So um, I would, where would I like to see it go after this summer break? Uh, I mean, all of these shows they've they've seen what they can do during the pandemic. They've seen how they can be malleable and change. So let's. Let's push the envelope envelope a little further. Uh, I think Colbert and um, Fallon are going to get too complacent with their. I mean, and they kind of have to because they're the leading stars for their for the broadcast time slots. Um, but let's you, Corden, um, Myers, Sam, DeSantis, and Miro. Let's let's push the envelope. Uh, Amber Ruffin, push the envelope and see where where this you know late night thing can go just do different stories and do better do harder stories harder stories do i mean i mean that's easy to say but you know just um make oh derek chauvin sent us to 22 and a half years in prison i don't know if that's enough uh but just (laughs) but just make sure uh you know that you're doing your your uh, your due diligence. It's so stupid. Just you know, just keep going. Just keep going and uh, and go a hundred. Go a hundred. That's all you can do. That's all I can ask for. Well, that was the late night report card for summer 2021. I'll see you in the fall or the winter or whatever. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website c dot com. Oh Jesus. Head to the website uh, Yeah.com where you can see do um, uh, stuff. Interviews with their favorite comedians, Chris Gethard, Flula Borg, Shelby Wolstein, the rest. It's a good little website. Due for a redesign, so we'll see what happens by the birthday of this show. By the birthday of uh, the series, uh, of the website, many Christmas. Uh, if you want to see a video version of this show, Head to YouTube.com slash C plus comedy. I do. I put a lot of work into it. (laughs) People watching it. uh, It's not even people watching it. I think it looks good today, baby. Uh, 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 uh. My computer is slow at processing right now. So it's probably (laughs) chugging along in that video. Uh, What else? What else? What else? What else? If you want to see, oh, uh, also on YouTube.com slash People's Comedy, watch our our premiere show. It's called News Time. I'm so sorry. I'm bored. It's called News Time, and it is, uh, I take one story a week and I dive right into it. This week's episode is about Conan. I take 10 of my favorite segments and and recurring bits and all that stuff, and I just talk about them in depth. I did not write an episode, but I just wanted to speak from the heart about those bits because I love Coco. I love Coco one day. Hopefully I get to work with him. <laughs> so there we go. Um, and watch the other episodes. There's like 340 something episodes left. Uh, left? No. There's like uh, 300 and... Uh, oh, no, no. There's like 352 other episodes. because I think I've done 350 already. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at C Comedy. Rate, review, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Tune in. The rest, Pocket cast. Thank you for listening. I very much appreciate it. Uh, we'll say goodbye now. <laughs>